I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. podcast. I'm Jessica Balboni. And I'm Robert Nicolesco. And today is October 4th, 2021. And it's October! Hooray! Halloween season. Yay! It's our favorite time of year. Well, it's my favorite time of year. Is it your favorite time of year? I mean, definitely. Sweet! Like, I don't know. They're, I used to feel magic during a lot of holidays. Mm-hmm. The only one I still feel it is on Halloween. It's just like there's like a there's something in the air. There is. I, I still feel that... Um, yeah, it's definitely the best. I would say the leaves are turning brown, but everything is just brown around here. So. Yeah, we, we, li- we live in a desert. <laughs> we do live in the desert our, now. A recent desert. <laughs> but uh, uh, we already are putting decorations up. Um, we we uh, did a whole har display at the store. We have two of them, actually. Nice. And at the brew, we're all decorated at Ghost Town, of course, already. So if you want to come look at spooky decorations come there and have a beer and sit with Skelly. He is our, our skelet, skeleton. A skull. He has a skull? He has a skelet. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, we have a beer named Skelet, so, you know, we oh, have to okay. have a skeleton that goes with <laughs> to it. To honor the, the great skelet. To the, honor the great, the great skelet. It's the yeah. best. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies if you have a skelet. Oh, yeah, sorry. If you do, that. shave that shit. <laughs> Just shave it off. It's nice. It's nice. It is. Unless cool. you're the guy from uh, that one band, Strapping Young Lad. What's that guy's name? I have no idea. <laughs> he <laughs> he kind has of, a skeleton? He kind of embraced it for a long time oh. and would perform. He's a, he's a strange one, though. So. Or if you're a cast member of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can embrace that one, Or too. like a graveyard ghoul or something. Well, yes. Doesn't one of the horror hosts, the EC horror hosts, have a skeleton? Oh, yeah, definitely. Wait. No, that's no. the other guy, that's... the other company. What, Creep Show? It was one of the other one of the other horror hosts, like a Warren horror host or something. Oh, yeah. It's like he, the long slend the slender man with the long long uh, hair skullet. Right. But this is not the skullet podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Escapist Comics podcast. Did we mention that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I was just so excited to talk about Halloween. <laughs> Do you have a costume picked out yet? Um. No. We've talked about. <clears throat> I actually don't remember what we talked about. There's been a lot of ideas bandied about. None that were like, yes. No Werewolf Jones? I mean, that would that would be good. Uh-huh. That would be very nice. Um, I did draw him the other day. You did? It's, it's Inktober, yeah. It so I've got to draw new stuff every day. Uh-huh. Um, no. I've thought about doing Beetlejuice for a long time, but 
I don't know. I did that one two years ago. Oh, you were Beetlejuice? I was Beetlejuice. Cool. I was Victorian age Beetlejuice. Cool. Everyone okay. hated me at the brewery because I had a like a oh, giant yeah. circle skirt and I just kept knocking glasses over. Yes, that would... I, I could... That's a legitimate one. It is. <laughs> but it looks great. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but this year I'm, I'm doing Barbarella. Okay, cool. So... Uh, I'm not gonna have a lot of clothes on, but it'll look cool. And you'll have a gun, <laughs> and I will have In a case ray gun. Anyone wants mm-hmm. to mess with you? It's true, yeah. Yes. Um, she also has like five different costumes, but I'm doing the the doll eating scene. Yeah, not not the uh, plastic see through no, no. chest piece. <laughs> no, not the not that one. I wanted to do that one, but apparently that's really hard to find. Oh, <laughs> they don't you know make somebody, those. They don't make those uh, unless you have like a 3D printer. But I haven't invested in that yet. Be a large. Yeah. <laughs> Good use of it, though. Yeah. Of a few grand. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe yeah. in the future when I'm rich and famous. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Then you can have a whole Barbarella, like, room. <laughs> just, 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 Where you just, just for attach yourself on wires and then, like, guys wearing, uh, you know, like, black bodysuits, like, fly you around the room. No, so. yeah. I can have a hot guy of my own. Yeah. <laughs> That's in I that movie, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's been like a long time. I'm pretty sure there is. It's been a long or... time, but Jane Fonda. Jane, hell yeah, Jane Fonda. She's an awesome lady. Awesome lady. Oh, yeah. Still looks great. Still looks very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like 77 or something. Something like that. I don't understand how that works. <laughs> uh, so for our corrections corner, um, we just need to shout out real quick to uh, Sherwin. Sherwin, thanks for listening. Uh, Morpheus lives. Yeah. Apparently he... in... Uh, Matrix Resur- Oh no, Matrix. Uh, what's the last movie called? Uh, the third Matrix. Revolution. <laughs> Revolution. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Right. Sure, <laughs> we'll call it that. Yeah, Resurrection's so. the newest one. Uh, yeah. Do they all start with R? Is that yes. going to be a thing? Okay. Yeah, Reloaded. Reloaded, and then yeah, Re- Revolution. So. Yeah. <laughs> the other ones are kind of cool names. Reloaded is very two thousand and three. Yes, absolutely. Like the most 2003. Extreme. Matrix Extreme <laughs> yeah. Reloaded. Yeah. Edgelords Reloaded. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he let us know that uh, Morpheus is still alive. Apparently I need to rewatch that movie. Or yeah. not. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. I don't know. Yeah, we, we incorrectly said that he had died at the during the events of the matrixing of the world <laughs> sure well because they unplug him I, I i don't i don't even remember the third one i mean i've seen it once in like yeah. 2004 well, yeah they definitely unplug. i don't know he told us and i i think i already forgot <laughs> like I've why re-watched, i've rewatched reloaded yeah i liked that mm-hmm. on a rewatch i have not gone back to the third one but probably before that new one yeah i think i think a full trilogy rewatch I, i'm okay with that i mean i saw the first one in theaters they re- they oh, did the nice. 20th anniversary oh, okay, okay. which made me feel super old but i saw it in imax and that was cool i'm sure yeah it was fun I'm sure. um everyone just like threw popcorn at the screen and like laughed so that was good <laughs> it's not a very funny movie but it's no cool. <laughs> but you get to make i mean it's you know can of reeves man. <laughs> uh, yeah. whoa yeah exactly i do um, know kung fu yeah <laughs> Right and now he does like for real. Yeah, it seems like he's John Wicking it. <laughs> yeah, is he gonna like? Uh, he'll bring some of that in. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's okay. excited to bring that in. Okay. Uh, also, the premiere is going to be in San Francisco. Cool. Possibly Oakland. That would be so cool if it was like at the Grand Lake the Grand Theater Lake or something. Yeah. I mean, they shot most the... of it in at, in San Francisco, so yeah, that would. Mi- 
makes sense that it's in mm-hmm. the Bay Area, though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's probably going to be like a Metreon or something, I'm sure, but... Yeah. Uh, it like, could be at the Paramount. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They've done some probably there. be a Metreon. I mean, probably. That, I am. That's probably. the huge... I mean, you can do the IMAX screen and stuff. There, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um... What else is going on in, in your world? What did you do this weekend? Uh, I went to the SF MoMA. Going back to the museum. Uh, that was great. There was an abstract art exhibit. And, you know, I kind of had that sort of uh, opinion of abstract art that many people do. Where it's like, what's the, what's the point of this? <laughs> you get some little splatters and some things. And I've seen some abstract art that I thought was good. And then a lot that I thought was like... I don't know, somewhat pretentious or whatever. Was it like a square, a red square in the middle? Oh, of a there's definitely white... that. Oh, I was so, so, so thrilled because actually there was, it was three canvases, uh-huh. all white. No. And yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Were it three different colors of no, white? No, 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 no. It was the like, like you see it in a cartoon, right, right, right. like pretentious art gallery exhibit mm-hmm. where it's like, it's three shades of white. Or it's, it was one shade of white. Oh, and it's like, no. it's a shade of white to represent the neutrality. And it's like, I should have taken a picture of the, not the, not that, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. placard right, right, right. pretentiously explaining why oh. this hangs there. Right? So that, I mean, I love that because I was like laughing yeah. at, at all of that. Of course. Vast majority of it though, pretty cool. Yeah. Like there was very few things where I was like, what? Uh, right. What are we doing with this? Yeah. Like, I actually like connected with a lot of things and it was, but it was all things that actually had, were supposed to be real things. Mm -hmm. Like there was this one piece that was just chaos and I'm like staring at it forever and I'm like, this is crazy looking. And then I read it's called, called Stampede. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, it does look like a stampede, like actually occurring, you know? So I think I like where there's some sort of realism, at least, I mean, it doesn't look like that, but yeah. Does? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. I, I mean, I've been to the MoMA several times uh, over the years, obviously. And there, I remember one time just there was just a trash can and it just had a pile of trash in it. And yeah. it was like, I don't remember, but I remember le- or reading later, they're like, and this sold for $1.2 million. Sure, <laughs> and I yeah. was like, but it was literally just a pile of trash yeah, yeah, yeah. in a trash can. I mean, <laughs> there is like, you know, that weird thing that occurs, especially looking at all that where I'm like, oh, it's all art now. Like, because I... I'm like looking at the like it's like the door in the wall where they hide the fire extinguisher and I'm like what is this piece called <laughs> like you can do that with anything right. kind of like after a certain point it's like the ba- the door the sign on the bathroom door wow exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah you're like is this art or is this just a functional piece <laughs> yeah yeah it does kind of get to that point but uh, I mean overall I felt like pretty enriched by the whole experience That's um, good. it was cool yeah and I I, I am now ready to uh, take on more abstract art. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you got that experience. Growth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I always feel bad after I leave a book. Was I supposed to understand more? Yeah. Or, yeah, do I just love comics? <laughs> yeah. I mean, abstract, we got abstract comics. Sinkevich is bringing tons of abstraction in his comics. Though sure. they are still intended to, like, you know, be read and you know what you're looking at. Right, yeah. Absolutely. It's just abstracted. Right. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of stuff from Image or Dark Horse or whatever, you know, more independent stuff, too, that comes out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, 
More Frank. independent. Yeah, Frank, exactly. Frank is like, well, I mean, it, there's clearly a narrative, yeah. but it's, it, it's very abstract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, that brings us to the death of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Not very abstract, but... <laughs> <laughs> All this, uh, that's a great segue. Yes. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he's mystic. Some of that can be considered abstract, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to bring it sure. in. <laughs> it's, it's pretty normie, normie view of abstraction, but yes. I mean, yes. maybe back in the 60s it was. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Steve Ditko, who, uh, I, don't, I don't think he did a lot of the drugs to see these other dimensions. No, That's I what... don't think he did either. <laughs> but I think his mind was already altered. Probably staring at the board for that long. Uh-huh. You're gonna go a little crazy. Yep. <laughs> he had some issues of his own. Well, yeah. So does Doctor Strange. Yeah. He's dead. He is dead. That's it, an issue. It is. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I like this comic. It's been a while since I've liked a Marvel comic or like have kept up with one, anyways. Except for Amazing Fantasy, which I really like. I know that you're kind of falling off on that one. Yeah, um, but it's different. It's you know, and it's well, they're short. all different. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like the contained ones, and I like. I mean, I don't need to follow through every comic. What like, I like one where it does like where the first issue hooks me and makes me want to read some more. Exactly. And I mean, Amazing Fantasy did do that mm-hmm. for me. Um, there's been a couple, but you know, it's just. It, it just depends. It's hard. It's hard, especially with these characters continuing to be around. You have to make them fresh, but also not too different. Otherwise, yep. they're not the character anymore. Exactly. Or they're not what people want from that character, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Uh, this is a very, like, Doctor Strangey, Doctor Strange comic. Yes. <laughs> uh, I like that the little ghost dog is in here. Who I, you know, he's cute. Um, Doctor Strange doing Doctor Strange things. He's just he's he's a surgeon, which I forgot. I forgot they did that whole. That his hands work again. Yeah, his hands work again. Actually, surgeon. His first love. Yes. Um. Yeah, did that whole surgeon supreme storyline, right? Um. So they're continuing with that. He's like basically just doing all of the things all of the time. He's just bouncing around. Yeah, he says, um, uh, I can't die, I'm too busy. Right. To the dog, and the dog's like, yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's teaching at Strange Academy. He's fighting fighting uh, dark demons from other dimensions uh, with Eliana. Um, and then just kind of like, yeah, g- going through his like daily tasks like throughout the comic. Um, and it, I think it flowed, like, really well, too. Yeah. That's, that's what was kind of, like, fun about it. Um, it read well and everything like that. It, he, I do like how he starts with the uh, Kos... Koschei? Koschei, the Deathless. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's kind of... You, it, at first you're like, okay, I'm just reading this, like, st- story about, like, an ancient myth or something. But obviously it ties into the whole story which the mm-hmm. the deathless put a small piece of himself in a needle and hid the needle in an egg and hid the egg in a duck and hid the duck in a rabbit <laughs> and that rabbit in a chest blah 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 and buried it super deep so no one so he could live forever as long as a piece of his soul maintains you know is still alive right Somewhere. he can never die exactly yeah so that's definitely like foreshadowing like what's to come yes yes yeah. definitely um, 
So basically, we know something bad's going to happen to Strange. And inevitably, it does. Yeah, it says it on the cover. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a spoiler, anybody. No, not, yeah, no, no spoilers. This comic is called The Death of Doctor Strange. And, and they get to it um, in the second half of the comic. Um, yes, which I, I I did appreciate also that it didn't just like end with, uh, like, oh, now he's dead. Yeah. There's a little bit more. Yeah, there's a little bit more. Uh, so he gets stabbed, out of all things. Um, and everyone kind of feels it. Yeah, they know it the moment it happens. Mm -hmm. The world reacts. And it looks like the second he dies, either because he's dead, a bunch of crazy stuff started happening, or whoever killed him, that's part of their plan. Right. Right, where it's like, oh, the second the Sorcerer Supreme is gone, send it all in. You know, or whatever. So there's dimensional portals opening up. Captain America's freaking out. mm -hmm. I think, like, he was, he had all these wards, like, protecting Earth. And, like, once he died, everything kind of starts falling apart. And so, like, all the mystics, um, you know, like, uh, Brother Voodoo, uh, Wong, obviously, Ileana, um, they all start, Thor, like, everyone, like, feels the shift in, mm-hmm. in it and, like, is like, oh, shit, some bad things are about to happen. And then a lot of them show up mm-hmm. right at the sanctum, mm-hmm. and, but it's too late. He's dead. Yeah. Even, uh, you know, the class, that's, this, this is a very classic Marvel comic moment where to show how terrible and heinous this villain is, you have the, their antagonist be like, that was mine. I'll help you. Right, yeah. Because I'm so, like, I, I'm the one who's supposed to kill them. You yeah. know, it's like, how many times has Dr. Doom said that? Right. It's like, Richards will not be killed by another. Yes. I will be the one. Yeah. I'll save him so I can kill him. Right. <laughs> but you haven't done it yet, Doom. Yeah. <laughs> You're so or, lame. <laughs> or you, Mordo. Right. <laughs> yeah, Mordo Get in this it. case. Um, and then there's a big reveal... That, you know, we foreshadowed in the beginning that, uh, spoiler alert, everyone, that this came out like two weeks ago. So if you haven't read it yet, get on yeah. it. And there's more issues. So. Yeah. Actually, it's like next week. Is it next week or two weeks from now that the next issue comes out? Okay. Uh, yeah. 10, 20. So a couple weeks. Um, Doctor, or Doctor Strange has hidden a piece of him. Of uh, his soul. Of his soul. Uh, and this other Doctor Strange, like pops out of another dimension and here he is early doctor strange early doctor strange yeah looks like blue cape doctor so the ditko doctor strange yeah is back yeah 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 (laughs) the original cape he doesn't have a sentient cape as far as i'm can tell and yeah he's got those the crazy gloves and yeah like the ditko dot gloves and then uh but the sentient cape is like lying there, so if he wants, he can just pick it up. Mm. Yeah, I guess. So. I guess uh, yeah, the I guess cape so. will help him out. Yeah. Why is the cape just like lying there with his corpse? Should yeah. The cape be just, like, like fly off. The cape should have like told somebody. Right. <laughs> Goddamn cape. Yeah. Couldn't even help out. I thought you were a reliable piece of outerwear. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> well, whoever killed him was obviously stronger than all of his magic. Including the cape. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, that was The Death of Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. And it was by Jed McKay and Lee Garbet and Antonio Fabella. All right. 
right. Um, so yeah, the art and also the art was really good. I like Lee Garbay. Um, he's been doing some good work for a while now. And the A cover, I think it's the A cover. Yeah, the the regular cover is a uh, Kari Andrews. Oh yeah, who's amazing, amazing fantasy. fantasy, who I really love. And Doing I like I, I do like the cover. Mm-hmm. Cover's great. Cool skull on it and everything. It's pretty. Yeah, it's like Cthulhu, Doctor Strange, or something. Yeah, he's even taken a Cthulhu foot bath at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has. I'm sure uh, Doctor Strange has tea with Cthulhu regularly. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> that guy's wild. We'll talk about it later, but Cthulhu seems to come up a lot in a what if. <laughs> Lots. Of... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. Strangely, H.P. Lovecraft is more in the zeitgeist than he's ever been. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, just huge, huge, huge. It's everywhere. It's way more than just plushy Cthulhu. Oh, and... yeah. Just so bizarre when you think yeah. about H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> <laughs> just depicting Cthulhu, you're not supposed to. No. <laughs> uh, next up, and it uh, uh, came out last week, I believe, uh, Patrick Kinlon and Marco Ferrari, Frontiersmen, number one from Image Comics. Um, mm, yep, okay. Frontiersmen. Frontiersmen. Or the ethics <sighs> of environmentalism. Yep, that's uh, pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I tried. I tried. I, mm-hmm. There are pieces of this that I do like, but overall, this is not... Yeah. The comic for me. This is not the comic for me either. And I, yeah, I really wanted to like this comic because I'm for the environment. Of course. Obviously. Captain Planet was my first superhero. And I'm still like, Captain Planet should just be on TV constantly. Oh, yeah. Reinvent him every year for the next generation. Uh-huh. And just, because it, it really did like, as as a little kid, teach me like, yeah, recycling. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And Love I'm Captain Planet. Uh, also, art is good. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy's it art. Is. Excellent, Marco Ferrari. Good job. I'm guessing you're Italian. I, I like these Italian artists. I have an Italian artist on my comic. I'm just trying to think of pros you're, here. You're Italian. <laughs> I'm Italian. You're Italian. I'm not. You're not Italian. Oh no. shit. <laughs> I'm not. But sure. <laughs> Sounds we, like an Italian. You know, last name. I mean, no Romanian. 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 But, okay. Well, you know, it doesn't matter now because uh, Norwegians can play Italians. It's true. <laughs> that, is, that is a reference to uh, uh, Mr. Chris Pratt being cast as Mario. But, Boo! Uh, we'll, we'll get into that we'll, later. We'll get that later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry for ruining your heritage. No. For a second. <laughs> I, nothing wrong with Italians. They're passionate. But we that's are. a stereotype. So I'm sorry. Uh, it's not. It's true. No, I know it is. I know. <laughs> it was the way you talk with their hands. I'm like, you're obviously Italian. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Romanians also talk with their hands. That is true. Mm-hmm. Negoesco. Yeah. Negoesco. Sounds Italian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So the the hardest part for me, um, the comic, besides just the lots of words, because sometimes, you know, words flow and it's okay. Yes. It, it just was really boring. Yes. Um, That's in my notes as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, so the basic is that this guy was a superhero, kind of like in the essence of Black Hammer, or, uh, which he actually talks about in his um, column yeah. in the back. Uh, so he, he's like an aging superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to be, the, I mean, the frontiersman. Yeah. Uh, who has like a, a coonskin hat and stuff, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't tell if it was, if he, is he like supposed to have been lame? 
I don't know. They didn't really make that clear. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I couldn't tell, like, like it, it, whether it's like, oh, okay, this guy's supposed to be cool, and I just think it's totally lame, or yeah. is it supposed to kind of be like, yeah, yeah, he was like a, kind of a lamer a, superhero, like, like a, like a, like a C-list. But yeah. he, like, he'd be like a C-lister or something, right? Like, I guess. I don't think, I mean, he looks like he's, like, dispatching people, like, quite a bit, so maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's got some sort of dragon staff in this one panel. There's yeah. a couple flashback panels mm-hmm. that kind of show him when he was at his uh, peak as a superhero. Right, which I think they needed more of in this yeah. issue. To, like, show me who this guy was and, like, what he did. And less of just this babbling about environmentalists and yeah. what... The state of environmentalism. Yeah. I mean, that's why I said that at the beginning. Like, that, it could just be the ethics of environmentalism. Right. That's the title of this comic. That's what it is. And that's what he's explaining throughout this entire thing. I just was like, I get it. I get that we have these issues in this world. And I know that, I feel that you're passionate about it. Like, I don't. Yeah. No qualms about that. <laughs> no, and I, but... I would read a book about this. I would read an actual book, you know, that is called The Ethics of Environmentalism. Sure. But I don't think comics is, or a superhero comic is the format. Right. For me, like, maybe they can make this work as this keeps going. But as this is, yeah, I don't, it, it just like split. I get, I get the whole like, let's mix superhero with something I'm passionate about. But what I think happened here is, like, it just split the whole thing so that the superhero stuff is not cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear what you have to say because I'm bored. Right. Exactly. About the, Whereas, like, I do want to know about this stuff. And, like, there is some interesting things that were brought up. Like, like oh, it, he's like, I thought the next generation, you know, is really about the environment. And she's like, uh, the person who shows up is like, listen, half of them are going to be driving, like, Mm-hmm. SUVs, they're all going to give this up. Like, they're not going to, they're just going to do the same thing. And it's, yeah. I mean, like, that was like, oh, that might be the main point here that right. I got out of this. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I and I liked that scene. That was good. And, like, yes, put more, like, of that in it or just, like, a page of that. But don't just fill pages of lots of words and lots of word bubbles with, like stuff about the law and uh, like Obama and under like stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know. It just like while you're t- trying to introduce these characters at the same time. Yeah. Because it got very muddled very quickly. Very. Um, I, I mean, to me, to me, like a message story is general. Like, it's almost impossible to make that a good story. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, well, the way I create things, it's like I try to come up with a cool story then I notice that there's something real to be said in that story. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and hone that so that they both are there. Right. But I feel like when you – it feels like they started with environmentalism. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, let's come come up with an idea from that. And I just often think that that just doesn't work when you're – like, you can make a story that says things, but it won't be entertaining. And if it's not entertaining, is the message Yeah, what is get, it? Yeah. It's not going to get anywhere. No. Um, yeah. And, like, maybe on the second issue there'll be less of that. But I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the backup stuff that he talks about, ew, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it will be, um... 
It didn't. It didn't read my. It wasn't my favorite. No, and I, I and I feel bad because I like Patrick Kinlon and I liked some of his other books too, but this feels like this is his passion project and that's what he's gonna go for. So, yep. Uh, I don't think this is gonna do very well after this first issue. But, but maybe we'll I'm see. wrong. We'll maybe see. Maybe it'll it will be wrong. And yeah. hey, look. Protect the environment, guys. Yeah, pro- exactly. Protect the environment. Recycle your comics. <laughs> yes. Give them to people. Yes, absolutely. If you know somebody else who's super passionate about the environment uh, and thinks this will be good for them, then recommend it yeah. to them. Because <laughs> yeah. someone likes this. I so, guarantee someone does like this comic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um. All right. That was The Frontiersman. That was The Frontiersman. Image Comics. Uh. All right, let's get into it. This is the big, the big boy of the week, yes. or big lady, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Big they them. Big, exactly. Um, Inferno number one, five ninety nine. It is many pages. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a beefy, beefy uh, comic. Mm-hmm. Written by Jonathan Hickman. Mm-hmm. Drawn by Valerio. Shitty. Shitty, mm-hmm. uh, color artist David Curiel. All right, so this is Hickman's opus, as you will. <laughs> yeah. So uh, is he? Is he gonna? Is he off? This is it. This is his last issue. Oh no! This is, well, this is the Infer- or the Inferno, no, the Inferno arc, arc is his final closing statement on the X Men. Right. Got it. Um, though, like you look in the back, and there's like it just doesn't say when the next one's coming out, which is odd. But yeah. So okay, he'll but he'll be writing the main Inferno yes. series, and then the other people will be doing the tie-ins. Do right. we know who what he's doing after? I don't. I do not know. Though I did see pages of the new Black Monday murder. Oh, so, so he, oh, okay. I think he's finally finishing that. I I would assume you'd go back to the creator own after yeah. you do like whatever three four years of X Men. Yeah. Yeah, giant giant property and reinvent. It's like. Now go do your own story. Yeah, time to finish I would hope. my other stuff. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, Black Monday Murders, it's been so long since they've finished, you know, since they started that. And uh, yeah, I saw Tom putting out new pages on uh, on the Insta and Facebook. So I think he's finally finishing that, which is great. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. This is going to be a wild ride. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it was, it's a lot. I'm conf- I was confused the whole time. Mm-hmm. For you audience members, let me just say, I read mm, some of House of X and Powers of X. <laughs> I don't think I finished it, and then I have read no Jonathan Hickman X-Men since. So all my ignorance, it's because of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I read all of House of X and Powers of X. I read some of Hickman's X-Men. Uh, I read maybe a couple issues of the other stuff. That came out like Marauders and stuff, mm. uh, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I kind of fell off that train. I was like, "This is too much. I have yeah. other things to read." <laughs> oh, and I've I've read the new three issues of X Men by Jerry Dugan. I read none of that. Which are, I still don't know what's going on at all. But they're like weird. It's like reading a weird sci. Like it's like coming into the middle of a of a sci-fi trilogy in issue in the third movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it feels to me. I'm like. I don't even know who these people are, like, anymore. <laughs> well, they all have been reborn. Reborn so. many times. Um, Which is, yes. like, are they, like, 
It's like a reborn Christian thing at this point now. It's like a religious arc. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't thinking about the, any of that, but uh, I have many times. I, now. I guess. I guess so. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into this. It's all going to be confusing. We'll try to sort it out. Um, I definitely got a lot of information from Wikipedia. Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, if you got a chance, donate three dollars to Wikipedia. Yeah. And they need your help. You use Wikipedia all the time. You do. And it's only $3. Like, you literally use it, like, every time you use the internet. Yeah. You're like, you need to look something up? <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I donate to them every few months or so, because I do use it for research for my comics and everything else. Yeah, okay. definitely. So, we start out with our typical Jonathan Hickman fashion, where he gives you a bunch of words, a bunch of pages, and diagrams. Um, what and, do they mean? And quotes. And, yeah, and just quotes. all this, <laughs> just, I don't know. I feel like the way I interpret these comics is like very little like sense of humor about the whole thing. Oh, like yeah. they take themselves very serious, mm-hmm. which makes them even more ludicrous to me. Like how they start <laughs> with these really elaborate opening quotes from like Nova right. and Omega <laughs> Sentinel, like mm-hmm. a quote from the Omega Sentinel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone remembers. It's, like, it's like, why they keep coming. Like you're, yeah, like you're quoting, quoting Nietzsche yeah. or something. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is like a, you know, a Malcolm X quote or something. It's like they, they're presented like that, though. Uh-huh. And I'm like, got it, the Omega Sentinel. Big, yeah. big deal. He's a big deal. He's going to murder everybody. <laughs> Nova, big deal. <laughs> I think that was X-Men that. 1 or something. <laughs> Nova quote. <laughs> Who takes Nova seriously? All right, so let's just get to the Orcus events. We're just going to skip right to that one. So there's all these uh, mutant incursions. Um, and basically they're just like the Orcus is running parameters and like seeing what's going to fail. These like mission parameters. Um, and what is the Orcus? It's a good. It's a good question. That, yeah, <laughs> what is that's the a genuine question. I... <laughs> Orcus is like a giant computer, basically that Forge built. Oh, okay. if I am wrong, I am sorry. This is what my brain remembers. Okay, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Cool. Um, I like Forge. Right. I'm, and I'm guessing that just because it says the Orcus Forge. <laughs> There's an Orcus map here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a network of weapon platforms, a Venus sphere, which is their early warning system. Oh, those mm-hmm. are the watchtowers. Okay. Right, right, right. Sentinel City, heavy metal mining, and master mold super factory. Wait, what? Okay, here we go. What are the Sentinels now? They're, they're what, what are the Sentinels now? I think it's the one that Nimrod built, the Sentinels that Nimrod built. So Orcus was built... Okay, hold on. Here we go. Let's just go. <laughs> the Orcus Forge was a space state, a space station built built by Orcus. Never mind. From salvaged remains of Soul's Hammer. Okay. Forget everything I just said. <laughs> they retrofitted it into a site for the creation of Mother Mold, an artificial intelligence developed to fight against mutant kind. A strike force of X Men led by Cyclops successfully destroyed. The Mother Mold with heavy casualties on both sides. Was that before? Or is that in the in the Hickman stuff? That was in the Hickman. Yeah, House of X number three, House of X number four. Okay. However, though, they're using the Orcus, so I don't really, don't really get that. Because it's running all these mission parameters for them. Because, like, okay, well. Yeah, it has a telepathic buoy system. I just wanted to bring mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. up. And more of that, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, 
It Anyways. Is, there's a list of the Orcus events, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a list of the Orcus events. So, okay, regardless. So the Orcus is running, like, what's going to happen? Uh, who, Like, who's going to win in these battles? Um, For the fate of, like, the world. Yes, exactly. Oh, that makes way more sense now. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, that scene makes way more sense. Yeah. So all of these... The, scene you see in the beginning like that hasn't really happened it's just like it's a simulation exactly it's a simulation okay yeah and it's wolverine and kid omega and domino Domino. Mm -hmm. going to fight nimrod yes and not doing good not doing good they even send the brood they're like basically what can we do to battle yeah okay so this is like just hyper evolved danger room where you can Mm -hmm. run simulations of an elaborate nature okay Yeah, yeah yeah Okay. Wow, <laughs> now, makes way more sense. Now that we got that, that sorted out, uh, brings us to Moira Mattaggart. Yes. Very, this is, this is where it gets real confusing. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, what's good about this, I thought, is if you haven't read anything in a while, yeah. it kind of just brings you right back to House of X, Powers of X. Um, and they bring you to year three of Moira's life. Or... Wait, her third life. Her third life, yes. I'm sorry. Her third, third life. Because me... she's had multiple lives mm-hmm. because uh, she her mutant power is resurrection. Right. And I guess reborning the whole world. Yeah, so every time she dies, she kind of like resets. The world itself. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. So she in this life, she has uh, created a cure for mutant kind. In the third reality. In the third, in yeah, third in her third life. Re- mm-hmm, in her third life. Um, and it's kind of like a days of future past kind of issue, you know. So, yeah. in the third life, she meets Destiny. And Destiny and Mystique have teamed up. And Destiny is almost like a new uh, Magneto. Where she's like, I've, you know, this cannot happen. But she's... Yeah, yeah, very just, like, empowering of the mutant. Exactly. And, and I mean, her whole reasoning for killing her is, like, because Moira says, it's just going to be a choice for for who wants to use it, who right. wants to negate their powers, because some, well, some mutants get dealt way worse hands than others. Yeah. We all get that. And we've seen it, this before with, like, Senator Kelly. Yeah, right? but it's like, if you make a cure, I mean, Destiny's right. Yeah. They will use it to destroy them exactly i mean that is that's the only way like they'll do anything to stop the mutants they're people are freaked mm-hmm. and they're not gonna not be freaked someday especially yeah. now that the mutants are like hey you know how we used to be like subordinate to you we rule the world now basically they're like mm-hmm. we it's our world you are beneath us right so of course people can be scared exactly so she tells Moira, like, no, this is not going to happen. And to teach you this lesson, I will murder you. You only have ten lives uh, to, like, figure this shit out. And I'm going to murder you in the worst way possible, burning you slowly to death. Yeah. Pyro, get it done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Pyro. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. He's like a jerk, but yeah, this is particularly heinous. Mm-hmm. Um... So, basically, in these next ten lives, uh, she gets a chance to get on their side. Um, so, each each life, she fails again and again. 
Like, one, one time she allies herself with Magneto. She fails. She just allies herself with um, Xavier. She fails. Like, it just happens again and again. She's still trying to create a cure? Um, Is that her, like, eternal mission? So, like, the fourth... Um, the fourth life, she throws herself headfirst into the cause of mutant human coexistence and once again pursues Xavier at Oxford. They become lovers. They go through what is implied to be a pre-House of X history of the X-Men before finally being killed by the Sentinels in a Days of Future Past like future. So she just like... So her fourth life is like the regular X-Men comics? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So none of that happened now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's just like a failing like each time till uh the 10th life uh facing her last life looking back of all of her experiences because she remembers each time too that's like another part of her power yeah she decides that in this timeline she and xavier will break all the rules she meets xavier in oxford and tells him to read her mind showing him all that she has done oh Okay, so that's why they're so much more advanced. Because yes, way back in the day, in her, in his early life, Xavier is given knowledge of everything mm-hmm. that's happened, which would include everything, like him getting killed by Scott and Scott becoming a phoenix, or Gene becoming a phoenix, or right. all of it, or even just being paralyzed, right? Because he wasn't paralyzed yet, was he? No. And so that's that's prevented why it, it. That's why he's walking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So everything changes in that life. Yeah, including now there's gorilla scientists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Planet of the Apes has happened. It's so weird how everything scene, changes. <laughs> this scene where gorilla scientists call up these two old ladies and are like, this code you sold us is bunk. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? Oh, so they were, they were in... I can't remember if it was Marauders or one of the other ones. I can't remember which comic they were in. There's just been so many X-Men comics There's recently. There's a lot. Uh, but those old ladies, they like collect the Krakoa flowers and are like, they're like botanists. Oh, um, they're not mutants? No, no, they're they're botanists. Oh, okay. <laughs> they might be, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, they're they're like this whole separate like pirate lady community. <laughs> okay. <and> bot- <laughs> I'm just like, it's just, all, all of this is cool. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I got no problems with it. Ape scientists. Yeah. More, please. Yeah. Why have a regular scientist in a comic? As far as I'm concerned. I just didn't know what is going on. Why are they buying code from them? Right. Because <laughs> they're pirate ladies. Okay. <laughs> and they steal and, and they Oh, they stole the code. They stole oh, the okay, code. Okay. Yeah. Are these evil ape scientists? That I do not know. Wow. Someone will have to answer that I for us. I guess that's for Inferno to... issue two. Right. <laughs> they're probably... I'm guessing they're from another comic too since the evil botanist I, ladies I mean, are I assume well. it all is. Yes. <laughs> Things we do not know. No. <laughs> Moira running around dressed like April O'Neil. That's what I thought, too. Uh, I was like, why is she dressed like April O'Neil? Somebody came into the shop. It was one of the variant covers. And she's, like, standing. And mm-hmm. I, I had forgotten that Moira was such a big deal in it. Mm-hmm. So I was literally, I was like, she's the only one standing around a bunch of dead people. And I was like, why is April O'Neil, like, <laughs> lording over all the mutants? They're like, that's Moira McTaggart? Yeah. Duh. duh. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, I know who she is. She was just... She's like, why is she dressed the like The Irish that? lady. Yeah. yeah, they really, that yellow coat, man, that makes her really look like April. Is she still Irish? Was she Irish? Yes. Or, 
<laughs> like, I thought they met her in Ireland in the old X-Men comics. Scottish? Maybe she... I don't, I don't know. That's a Scottish name. I apologize to <laughs> all the McTaggarts out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, where are we? Moira, Moira and uh, uh, Magneto and Professor X... They're all concocting this, like, big plan in Inferno. We're back at Inferno. Yeah. Since we got to the the apes and the uh, the botanist ladies. And all some right. crazy mission that's going on there. We don't really know what's going on. Right. No, no one knows what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Maybe. <Hickman. laughs> um, but, yeah, they're definitely concocting some big crazy plan. It's about, like, the, the seats in the house that they have. Yeah. They've got to get Mystique out of the plants. The quiet the quiet, council? Yeah, the quiet council, right. Okay. And they're trying to get Mystique, like, off of the, the quiet council. Yeah, because she's, I mean. Because she's uh, partnered with Destiny. And Destiny can kill uh, Moira. That's in like the a, previous reality, but right. she, is she partnered with her in every reality? I know I'm asking you questions yes. that you may not have answers <laughs> to. I'm not expecting those Right, answers. right, I just know that Moira doesn't want Destiny to have control over her anymore. Got it. Well, that's that seem, what I do know. That seems fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're definitely going to double cross her. This is this is what I do know. They're going to double cross uh, Mystique, Mystique and Destiny. Yeah. yeah. They just want to, and this becomes clear towards the end of the issue as well. Um. We could see some cool stuff with Bar Sinister. He's the one who contains... He has basically all of the DNA. He holds all of the DNA for every single mutant so they can regenerate. Which guy was that? Bar Sinister. Who was that one? Sinister. Oh, Mr. Sinister. Oh, okay. His first name's Bar. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just thought he was Mr. Sinister. Right. Because he's funny. Yeah. And so he... Because of his power... He's the one who can, because he can regenerate, yeah. you know, always. So he's, he holds everyone's DNA. Weird. That's his, that's his deal. And seems dangerous. Yeah. Because his last name is Sinister. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like, if he wants to be a part of everything, that's, yeah, everyone no. has their, like, deal on Krakoa, you know. Things have changed, I understand. Things that. have changed. They, the apocalypse sits at the table, or right. did. Yeah, he still, I think he still does. Um, so, yeah. Back, back to this. Uh, then we got uh, Cypher and Warlock. They are the heads of like the the tree, the big tree that is like the home of the of Krakoa, basically. Yeah. Um, the island, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's they're like there's the center two of the island. islands. Like Krakoa had a had a secondary part to it. There is so much crazy there is stuff a lot. going on. All right. It's but this is where they questions. meet. This is like, yeah. A, <laughs> this is where they all have their meetings. We, yeah. know, we know that. By the giant sentient tree. The Deku tree for uh, you Ocarina of Time uh, <laughs> fans out there. We're trying to keep this simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, this is me trying to make sense. Okay. <laughs> I hope you're all still following. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Cyclops, for whatever reason, decides he's going to step down from his position. He's uh, he's older. I don't, I don't know why he's older. You can just regenerate your body, Cyclops. You're such a pussy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's got, I don't know why he's doing that. But yeah, he's like, I'll stay a captain. Right. For my people. Uh-huh. But he doesn't want to be a part of the team anymore, like the X-Men team. 
right? Yeah. So, or or did it mean that he's not? Is that what that meant? Or I think was so. I thought he was stepping down from his position on the like council. Oh. And he's just gonna be team captain. Oh, is that what it meant? Okay, so That's he's stepping down from his seat. I guess. Okay, I didn't know which one it was. It was like, are you not going to be like a part of the team, or are you just going to step down? Okay, well, whatever. I guess that would make more sense because they were talking about how they needed two seats, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, exactly. sure. They need they need two seats for whatever plan they are hashing out to get rid of the to get Destiny and oh, that makes sense. I guess Destiny on the council for now. And then they make they make shit. they make Bishop right his job. Yes. Which cool. Okay. Yeah. Good. Get Bishop on there. Bishop's cool. Where's cool. he been? He was like gone for like twenty years. Yeah, and he looks so different. He's got some fancy new scarf on. Yeah, he's he got a work- haircut. He's been working out less. Yeah, he looks less big. <laughs> uh, Storm's super happy about it. He's, he's not <laughs> dressed like um, a train conductor. No, anymore. not just like a <laughs> train conductor. Yeah, he, that was his outfit. His outfit was modeled on uh, Gary Coleman. Oh, on a magazine cover oh where he's dressed God. like a train conductor. He's wearing the exact same outfit. Well, he's looking pretty fancy. Yeah, he, he, he looks like a contemporary person. Very dapper. All right. And uh, something about Psylocke, too. She's also there now. Uh, like Emma Frost is pissed off about it. Um, Ileana is defending them. Cool. And then Emma they're going to go drink. Off. And they're going to go drink on, um, on Madripoor. Good choice. Okay, we right. got the council here. Okay. We can look at it. Right. We got Professor X. Mm-hmm. We got Magneto. Yep. We got Mr. Sinister. Mm-hmm. Ooh, don't know who that is with the yellow. Yeah, I can't see that person. Uh, Mystique. Right. Um, Kitty. Oh, that's Kitty. Good. Yeah, okay, Kitty. cool. Uh, we got Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Uh, uh, Black Tom Cassidy. Yeah. Right? Nightcrawler. Or Sebastian. Oh, wait, no, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian that's right. Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Also Marvel related. Also but Marvel. It could have been a good Sebastian it's Shaw. It's really hot in here. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nightcrawler and Storm. And then there are two empty seats, which, you know, is what they're actually talking about. Right. Exactly. Okay, so Cyclops has stepped down. And who did they get rid of besides Cyclops? Maybe there was a position open from before. Sure. I don't know. But <laughs> there's right. two seats vacated. There's two seats vacated. And now we get the big reveal of what they've been planning, sort of. Uh, and Mystique is like, let's do it. Here we go. I'm all for bringing in my person. And everyone's like, Ooh. And they're like, no, that's not the right time. Yeah. It's not <laughs> the right time for this. Except that's exactly what they were planning the whole time. They oh, yeah. yeah. Professor X and Magneto are super shady. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the comic does have them being equally shady now. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, before it was like, the guy who trains the teenagers to fight wars for him is a good guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now he's just like, he's always like up to something. Yeah, it's manipulating like, people. Why wouldn't they know that? Like, he's like the most telepathic yeah, person. He reads like, your he mind. He reads your mind all the time. <laughs> he's been manipulating you all. For he's so like, many okay, years. Logan, Logan, I gotta be nice to this guy. Oh, Gene, I gotta empower this person. Oh, You're Scott, right. I need to like make him. He's been telling people exactly what they wanna hear. Mm hmm. Yeah, so they bring in Destiny. Destiny. Right. Uh, who's a very scary person. Yeah, she has a metal face with no features, yeah. really. So you have Pretty no idea looking. what she looks like under there. 
Uh, and or is that her face? Maybe it is her face. Maybe it's literally just like molded to her face. Like actually, know. who knows? We don't I, know. I wish they would be a little bit crazier with it where it's like your mutant power is you can see the future and your face is metal. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like I don't really know how they're getting past her, like how Charles and uh, Magneto think they're going to get past her because like she sees the future. How, like how did they not know that she doesn't know? Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's all a, it, it's all a game of chess. It is. I mean, I think all the X-Men comics are kind of like that can be the metaphor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here. It's just this weird chess match that's being played for you know like control of the world right and this is i mean the whole point i don't know why they're just not like all trying to work together is to fucking defeat nimrod who's bringing like those big so alien guys to come eat everybody that was like the whole thing in house of x (laughs) they're like those like black guy they're like those black alien things that just like devour everything that was the whole thing in house of x powers of x oh that, yeah, I mean, I vaguely, I, rem- I vaguely remember. I remember Nimrod. Yeah. See, I'm not. I'm. I'm I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that was us terribly explaining Inferno number one. Yeah, that was from... that was chaotic. But that's <laughs> really kind of chaotic. what's going on in my brain. Yeah. Um, also, everyone, I would just like to uh, read this definition because this is how I interpret X Men comics: aloof, <laughs> an adjective. Not friendly or forthcoming. Cool and distant. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that also uh, that also is a very good description of the new Professor X. Yeah, yeah, he's not <laughs> he's not a nice guy anymore, really, mm-hmm. or a warm guy. Yeah, part of it is that new helmet. Yeah, he looks freaky. Yeah. Oh, also mentioning in the beginning too uh, is Emma putting on Professor X helmet as he like. Is reborn. Is reborn, yeah. And she's like, to me, my X-Men. Yeah. So is she just, like, killing everybody and, like, taking over? Possibly. I don't know. Or is she <laughs> just, like, do they need a telepath to awaken people? No, she's definitely doing something nefarious there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So she's elsewhere maybe cloning a Charles while there already is a Charles? Mm, maybe. I mean... I don't know. Something bad's going on there. Yeah. But she's, I mean, I mean, she's always kind of bad. She's a suspicious person. Yeah. Generally. <laughs> yeah. Generally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our roundup this week. Uh, yeah. We talked about the death of Doctor Strange, Frontiersman, mm-hmm. and Inferno. Yep. Uh, next time, we will definitely be talking about what's the furthest place from here. Uh, new number one. From our friend Matt Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. Uh, They sent us a preview copy uh, signed and with a nice sketch. Yeah. And we'll also be doing an interview. What a nice gift. And it looks cool about like like an old uh, record shop, right? Yeah, yeah. Old record shop. Teenagers. Havoc. Cool. Whatnot. I haven't read it yet, so. (laughs) But we're also going to be getting seven inches, too. Nice. So that's, that's going to be awesome. That's fun. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for that. Do we want to talk what if briefly? Let, we, have, we have some stuff to talk about in the news. You want to get into what if first? Let's sure, do it. Sure, we can do that. All right. Um, yeah, so the show up to, so I guess there's going to be nine episodes total. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. eighth episode is the one that just came out as of this recording. Mm-hmm. I think the last one comes out this Wednesday. But, uh. Prior to it, it, every episode seemed to be its own standalone thing, and the latest episode breaks the mold and 
sort of connects multiple episodes. Right. To me, changing the whole fundamental nature of the whole show. Yeah. Like, it's ne- it's like, oh, is that how it's going to be? Little one-offs that lead to... The way I saw it, it was kind of like they did their own mini Avengers. Right. Where it's like, have your multiversal origin stories. And mm-hmm. then it's like the end of the season, bring everyone together. Right. Do a little like Avengers bigger than one multiverse universe story. Oh, Avengers Assemble. Not the end. Yeah, multiversal Avengers Assemble. Yeah, so, I mean, the last, if you haven't seen the last episode of our last week, then watch that first and then listen to this. Yeah. Uh, so it was what if Ultron had won. Yeah. And they both, I'll start off by saying, they broke a lot of rules in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They always do in this show. They do. Um, particularly, though, I'd like to get into the Infinity Gauntlet, uh-huh. um, which I had some issues with. What did he do? <laughs> what did he do? Uh, so Ultron, you know, he takes control of the, of the stone pretty quickly. Um, so in the Marvel Universe, in both the Marvel Universe and the, the MCU, uh, like the, the films and everything too, you cannot use the, the stones or gems um, and take... a housing unit, right? No, 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 not that. Um, you can't use it um, to control uh, different dimensions. Oh, that's like one of the rules. That's one of the rules. Oh, well, uh, he definitely breaks that rule. He definitely breaks that rule real quick. Yeah, really quick. <laughs> yeah. That's like the one thing. Like you go to another dimension, and, but you can't. So those gems can manipulate all of the reality within that specific dimension. But right. the second you go to another dimension, which would be supported by uh, Loki in Loki when they're all the, they're exactly. just in a drawer. Yeah. So it's like outside of their own dimension, they're useless. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Like I didn't in, know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they actually even show that in Loki, in the show too, where they're just like sitting on that, and he's like, oh, "I can't do anything with these; they're paperweights." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. <laughs> so. I never knew that was why the reason. Mm-hmm. Well, this episode's playing it pretty fast and loose with all that. Yeah, and then also there's like a JLA Avengers crossover too. Oh yeah. Um, and which Dark yeah, which Dark Side, uh, was prevented from using the Infinity Gauntlet. Because he comes from a different dimension. Ha ha. A reality, yeah. Love when they stick it to that guy. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, dark side. <laughs> the only guy that when he walks in a room, Superman punches him in the face without any words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was a little weird but that they did that. And they weren't, you know, but... But I, it was fun. The internet kind of went crazy about it. Too. But it was super fun. It was a really good episode. Yeah, he houses them like... in him in his own body. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he is vision, he, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, they made that nano, nanobot glove. So it's right. like, why does it have to be a glove? I don't think it has to be a glove. No, not, it's not the Infinity Glove. Could it just wear like a crown? <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been fun. Yeah, because yeah. he has that one in his head already. Just I don't like... like how he has the face under his face. No, it was weird. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah. But I do love Ultron. I mean, I hate that it's not James Spader. Yeah, um, that would have been good. But to me, he's one of my favorite pieces of the MCU. Like, the casting of James Spader as Ultron. That movie's like, oh, I don't hate it. Like, people seem to hate that one for I don't know something. why people hate that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, like, I think it's a good one. But <clears throat> I think even better than the movie itself is, like, just James Spader as Ultron. Like, right, yeah. He's so bratty and just 
evil and just oh, yeah. charismatic. It's yeah. just so, so good. Yeah, I definitely um, missed him in that casting. I don't know why they couldn't bring him back. What's he doing? Yeah, how much, how expensive is James Spader to be like James? You can do it in one day. He's still in that like was that show called The Blacklist? Yeah, we, need, <laughs> we only need six hours of you sitting down to record your vocal yeah. lines, if that. If James. that, yeah, two episodes. Come on, they're like a half an hour long. I don't know. They've been they've been weird with the voice acting in the show in general. Yeah. Tons of them are not the people, and then some of them will be. I get it. The actors who have left. Yeah. And it is somewhat amusing to me to hear the guy doing the Robert Downey Jr. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's so well, bad. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, you know. Like, it's just like like he's just doing the cartoonish version of it. I don't uh-huh. know. <laughs> Sounds like, like, what's that dog? Dopey the dog? No. What's the cartoon dog? Droopy? Droopy. Well, sometimes he sounds like, like yeah. Droopy. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 Droopy and his son. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I just thought that episode was super fun and cool and how it broke, it broke like the reality of the show itself. Oh, yeah. My, my guess for the next episode, because it, you know, it always starts with the uh, Uatu explaining, mm-hmm. it's going to start with Ultron. Oh, yeah. Doing the, like, what if intro, but Ultron that version. That would be really cool. I think it has to, because he yeah. sort of just, he takes the Watcher out and sort of takes his position in, as, like, in that place, wherever right. that place is that can see all of realities. Yeah, and because the, the Watcher is hiding with evil Doctor Strange. Yeah. Which yeah. I loved as well. Yeah, that and so that, that's the connection, right? <laughs> right. Because that, prior to this episode, I mean, these are my two favorite episodes. It's like the, the death of, or what if Doctor Strange lost his, his heart. heart instead it's, of his right. hands yeah that was like the best one and oh, probably yeah. still the best like standalone episode i agree there. yeah but this one is also just was super cool in like a marvel comics like fuck yeah yeah like, <laughs> like there's like a dragon ball z battle basically like right. uatu's like shooting like laser beams and it goes psychedelic <laughs> as hell and yeah. he's fighting ultron in like another mm-hmm. dimension it's like yes yeah i want this and they drew from some other of the uh, some of the Marvel comics that have come out in the last few years too, because there's like, what if the Watcher's eyes had been stolen? And it was kind of like that yeah. too. They drew some of that Jason Aaron stuff too, which was really fun. Because like the Watcher, you never see him do anything really. No, he's always no. just he's watching. Yeah, until or, or his like, eyes get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or he like kind of whispers in people's ears like, "Hey, don't don't do that." Right. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be doing this, but yeah. don't do that. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, and I watched the episode right before that, too. I watched them back to back because I didn't even realize I had missed one. The Thor oh, episode. Part, party Thor. Thor. Yeah. yeah, which was fun with Party Loki, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where they're like, What's up, bro? Yeah, until he like, leaves him in the dust. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a message about like your party friends, right? right? It's like, are your party friends your real friends? Right. You know, sometimes... Sometimes, sometimes no. Nope. Sometimes they're the worst people <laughs> that are. you know. <laughs> because he's a he's a giant ace giant. Yeah. He's probably not going to be a good guy. <laughs> he doesn't care about people. Nope. No. <laughs> but I thought that was a pretty good episode as well. Yeah, no. It was I just mean, fun. It's mostly been pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, and I do look forward to it. And I, I'm now I'm more interested in like what this show can be. Mm-hmm. Now that I know they're immediately willing to like just mix it up. It's like... I mean, Break the can, rules. Yeah, yeah, it's like because I was just thinking, oh, we'll get a part two to to Captain Carter, and then we'll get a part two to some, you know, some of the more interesting ones, and then they'll make new ones. But it's like, no, and they can meet now. They can oh, yeah. be into, and it's like that's what I am assuming we're gonna get a 
Star Lord, uh, T'Challa Star Lord, mm-hmm. meeting Captain Carter, mm-hmm. meeting maybe Party Thor, right. meeting I don't know the Doctor, Sh- the the Nick Dark. Fury. No, oh, yeah, Nick Fury. The Nick Fury yeah. where all the Avengers are dead. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. But, like, it seems like they were going to meet some of them and they're going to have to team up to destroy, you know, multiverse Ultron. Right. Infinity Ultron or whatever. Infinity Ultron. That's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, fun um, stuff. Fun stuff. So, some news. Apparently, we're getting a Punisher reboot. Um... So everyone was super sad when all of the Netflix shows got canceled. I know I was. Uh, My favorite was definitely, I guess, I love love Daredevil too, but I love The Punisher. I thought that one was probably the best one. Just because Jonathan Bernthal is literally the best Punisher. He seems pretty, like, actually scary. I mean, I'm sure he's not in real life, like, but he plays, like, actually, like, I don't want to be in a room with this guy. Yeah. Like, sort of vibe pretty well. Yeah. He was that in Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Like... I just saw him in The Saints of Newark, and he's great in that as well. Yeah. Just because he's, a, I mean, he's going to be a good mafia guy. I, 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 would, sure. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's great. And yeah. Yeah, people were, but you're saying it's a reboot. Yes. Is it him? It is, it is him. Oh. Yep. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, he has been recast. In Disney's... In the Punisher. Disney's, yes, Disney's <laughs> The Punisher. So it's not going to be on Disney Plus, but it is going to be on Hulu. Um, so because Hulu is still picking up all of the other shows that Disney Plus doesn't want. <laughs> yeah, Disney. Disney owns two thirds of Hulu. Right. So anything they can put on their platform, they'll do that. But if it's R rated or just something that doesn't fit the Disney Plus platform, it goes on to Hulu, where they still make two-thirds of the profit. Exactly. Instead yeah. of 100%. Um, so it looks like we might first see him in the uh, Moon Knight series, which will... Whoa. Yeah, which is also going to be on Hulu. Um, so we're getting cross-platform streaming integrated shows. Yes. Crazy. Oh, wait, maybe there's... No, I'm sorry. This will also be on Disney Plus. So, yeah. Punisher. We, no, 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 no. Oh. The Moon Knight series. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, which will not be R-rated, but Punisher will be R-rated. Um, so, yeah, they're just going to tone it down a little bit. Tone down his. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, it's okay if one of the darker characters shows up. If, as long as you maintain when their stories are happening, they can be the tone that they need to be. Right. Like, because, you know, it's like, the Punisher kind of should only be in a, like, the max books or that they yeah. used to call them or whatever right. like the 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 dark line right yes. it, it sh- he should he shouldn't have a regular marvel book like how do you do that yeah. he's killing people and i think moon knight shouldn't should kind of be in that as yeah, well yeah yeah but apparently and that's why i thought moon knight was also going to be on hulu but yeah apparently moon knight's going to be on disney plus uh so yeah i'm guessing that his you know re his reboot won't be as scary and uh, yeah, on I, Disney Plus. He's not going to be murdering people <laughs> left and right with Moon Knight. I just think of like the what the second, the third Punisher movie, Punisher Warzone, and there's like that, <laughs> there's like the scene where he's like in this in this room with all these like mob bosses, and it like he points the gun at him, and he's ta- having this whole scene where he's talking to the guy, and you think it's going to cut. And it just doesn't. And he shoots him, like, in the same shot you've been looking at for, like, ever. And yeah. I just, it was super horrific. Oh, yeah. 
We're not getting any of that. No, we're not. Get, we're definitely not getting that <laughs> like, in the Moon Knight series. Ever again. Well, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the Ellis Moon Knight series, and even the Jeff Lemire one, that's pretty violent. So, and it's like all about like him losing reality because you know he has split personalities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess they're gonna tone it down probably for Disney Plus. Push the Plus. boundaries of PG thirteen. Yeah, maybe. maybe we'll see. Um, so yeah, it looks like that's gonna be where we see him first. Uh, there's no uh, date yet for any of this, um, and they're also not gonna be picking up where Netflix left off. But I guess begin anew. You get to watch his family get murdered again. Oh, yeah. Yes. Just what I wanted. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Whole new origin. I, I don't know how much you need of that. They probably won't do that I part. hope not. Like, we don't need to do another origin story. Like, no. we've seen it. It'll be like we the know. Spider-Man thing. Where yeah. we, we don't... Because the MCU Spider-Man, there's... Uncle Ben. The words Uncle Ben have never even be, been said. Really? I, I don't think no, so. No, they have. They have. He has? For sure. Yeah. In that first one, he... He doesn't even talk about Uncle Ben and Homecoming. Yeah, they definitely mention him, though, at some point. He just, like, looks away s- sadly. He's like, right. after what happened. There's a tear, single tear drops from his eye. Yeah. <laughs> great power comes great Well, it is sad, okay. It is sad. Poor Ben. And I love Frank. Yes. I just want to see, like, you know, Frank Castle be able to be Frank Castle. Absolutely. And, yeah, like I said, I was really sad when they canceled all of those shows. But God they might be it, coming Netflix. back, you know. Yeah. Charlie Cox's arms are maybe in that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's Spider-Man's lawyer. Oh my he's going to be in the he should be in the She-Hulk show. Come oh, on. There's also yes, he should definitely he be. He should in that definitely show. be. Like I want to see the the Daredevil versus She-Hulk episode Ugh. and there's no superhero That's fighting. That's such a good issue too. But the, no superhero no, no, fight. No. They should just, just be battling, battling it out. in court, in court. arguing. Yeah. That's be... what that show should be. It's just the courtroom drama. And then both of them each <laughs> know. So you know, she has to know that he's really Matt Murdock or Daredevil. Well, she, in, in the comics, she's defending superheroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, well, how does that work? Is he defending superheroes too? I don't know. Who's the prosecutor? I is don't it just know. civil cases? <laughs> I don't know. This is all very technical stuff. I don't know. Okay. Moving on. Uh, big shout out to the friend of the store and local writer, Phenom Jean Yang. He is getting a Disney Plus uh, series with Shang, sorry, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Tings, Ten Tings? Ten, Ten Rings. rings. I'm messing this up. Director, it's hot in here. It is hot in here. Destine, is that how you say his name? Destine? Daniel Creighton. That is Oh, us. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Director of Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, Destine Daniel Cretton for the series based on Jean Yang's acclaimed 2006 graphic novel, American Born Chinese. That's pretty big. It is really big news. He's going to get some of that sweet, sweet Disney money. I'm realizing now I have absolutely no comprehension of what Disney Plus has been doing that isn't Marvel or Star Wars stuff. Well, now you know. No, but I mean, like, have they been making shows before this? Like, yeah, their own stuff? Uh, the Mighty Ducks. Oh, The Mighty Ducks was one of the Disney Plus ones? Okay. I watched it. Okay, I love Amelia Estevez. <laughs> yeah. I got no problem with Amelia. It was fun. You know, Repo Man. Yeah, they Man. had, like, you're right, Repo Man. <laughs> Go watch Repo New Man. New Jack City. Is he in that? 
Uh, I don't know. There's also the one where he's in with Charlie Sheen and they find the body. Men at work. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with the band. No. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So American Board Chinese won numerous awards upon its release, including an Eisner Award for Best Graphic Novel. I think he also won the Newbery Award. Mm. He won a bunch of awards for that comic. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've sold, I can't even tell you how many copies of this book. It's ridiculous. Um, super, super excited for him. Uh, so if you have, you're not familiar, um, with this, with this graphic novel, um, it's basically about an average teenager juggling his high school social life with his immigrant home life when he meets a new foreign student on the first day of the school year. Even more worlds collide as Jin is unwittingly entangled in a battle of Chinese mythical gods. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Now I see why it's a Disney Plus right. show. <laughs> um, it should be, yeah, it should be really fun. Um, and yeah, this is like the first time they've kind of gone out of like just the Marvel and Star Wars stuff, I think, like, and gone in, for comics, I mean. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Adapting, you know, actual graphic novels. Right, exactly. Not things called graphic novels. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's super exciting. I hope we get to talk to Gene about it soon, though I'm sure he's yeah. very busy. <laughs> Congratulations, Gene. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? I think that was it, except for stuff that I've watched this week that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I started Midnight Mass on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? I don't know. Okay. That's the guy, Mike Flanagan. He did The House. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House. I always want to call it The House of Haunting Oh, The Haunting Show. Hill. Yeah, the yeah, The Show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Haunting of Hill House, The and House on Haunted Hill. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of us. Uh, and the, um, the Haunting of Bly Manor, he did that one too. They're... To make it easier, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is his newest show on Netflix. Uh, it's basically about like a small town, small like fishing town that like, gets like decimated and um by like a oil company and so there's like barely anybody left in the town okay and they have like a very like religious community and uh this father uh goes away that's like you know been like the preacher basically the entire like town's life like he's like a billion years old and he goes away like on a retreat or whatever um and instead of he was like supposed to come back like during the winter and instead this like very young like handsome preacher comes back in his place and like kind of takes over and all these miracles start happening oh um yeah in this terrible the town that has been ravaged it's been ravaged yeah um and so it kind of like starts from there and all these like creepy things start happening and stuff and it's really really good i recommend it Cool. I don't want to, like, spoil anything. Because if you, like, say it's, anything about it, like... Yeah. Is it, and that's an original show? <laughs> it's an original show. show. Okay. Yeah. So, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Good for the spooky season. Uh, also, uh, I just watched another horror movie on Netflix. They're, like, literally releasing every Sunday, uh, like, a shit ton of horror stuff. Cool. For the season. Uh, no One Gets Out Alive. Uh, basically about a migrant woman from Mexico, low on cash, finds refuge in a boarding house in Cleveland. Instead of finding her American dream, she wakes up in a living nightmare she cannot escape. Yeah, sounds pretty scary. I wrote that, by the way. Oh. <laughs> well, nice. Because I hated, like, what they wrote for, like, the description on IMDb. It was terrible. 
Um, but super, super scary. Reminded me a lot of, uh, of like a Guillermo del Toro like creature stuff like towards the end. Um, great, like great ending too, uh, sure. which is hard to do in new modern day horror. That's movies. just a movie. Yeah, yeah it's just okay, a movie. Cool, cool. Not um, just a movie. Not just a movie. A horrifying <laughs> <But> movie. <laughs> not a not a fourteen hour experience. No, yes. definitely not. <laughs> so yeah, those are the two horror things I wanted to mention. I'll just be watching horror stuff all month long. Oh yeah, same. Yeah, but old things probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. watched Miss Forty Five. Sweet. Have you seen that? Is that? Oh no, I'm thinking of Eleven Forty Five. It's Miss Forty Five. Miss Forty Five is pretty pretty intense Mm -hmm. uh it's this woman who she works in she's mute she works in the garment district it's a uh abel ferrera okay director of bad lieutenant Mm -hmm. and many other exploitation movies this is an exploitation movie um but pretty horrific uh she's she's raped twice and then goes on a rampage so and, a revenge and kills yeah, only revenge only men she's only killing yeah. men mm-hmm. uh, it's a 1981 film but like i'd say it's probably my favorite of that like genre okay because it's just there's so like all the kills are like yes you're like so stoked that it's happening and when it's supposed to be scary it is really genuinely freaky mm-hmm. um and also not super exploitative oh, in good. a way you know yeah. like i've seen other movies where it's this is an irreversible or something, Ugh. you know. It, you're, 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 it's well, that's not, like the worst of all of them. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, I don't think anyone will ever do that. Ever go beyond that in a, in cinema? Yeah. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not fun, nor is that intended to be no. fun. This movie is intended to be fun on some level. Yeah. Even though that obviously is just pure horror. Yeah. Um, great movie though, yeah. absolutely, and it's like an hour and twenty minutes. Okay. It's free on. Uh, one of the streamers, I don't, I'm Peacock maybe, Peacock, or or, or Tubi. Okay, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of. There's been a lot of cool movies on there. Um, I can't watch those because they have commercials. No, this didn't have commercials. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, That's and um, also when I watched uh, American Werewolf in London on Peacock, I I was like, oh man, Peacock's got commercials. It gave me a minute and a half of commercials, and uh-huh. then it said, your movie will be ad-free. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So, which, and it was great to rewatch that movie. Oh, yeah, that's great. Just hysterical. I can just rewatch that at any time. It's such a good movie. I'd only seen it once. Oh, it is so good. So good. So good. <laughs> Best werewolf People transformation. who are listening, if you have never seen An American Werewolf in London, watch that 40-year-old movie. It is so good. Always holds up. So good. Oh, yeah. So Definitely good. one of my favorite werewolf movies ever. I mean, just madness. Other Hilarious. Great, oh, yeah. Uh, other great werewolf movies that you might not have seen. Ginger Snaps. Great werewolf movie. Great werewolf cool. transformation. It was like super low budget. Don't ever watch the sequels. But, uh, yeah, another good transformation that you would like never know. That movie was made for like, you know, $200,000 or something like that. And you're like, how? Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I just, I love a good werewolf story. Yeah, as long as it's good. <laughs> yeah, or, or kind of funny and kind of good. Funny. Yeah, both of those are like kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and have good transformations and are, are a little scary too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, the the wolf stuff is pretty freaky still uh-huh. and pretty effective in in that in that one. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and just ludicrous. And the howling is another one, obviously. Classic. Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, those would be the the werewolf movies we recommend this week. Maybe we'll do vampires next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and more werewolf movies that we if we think of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, that's been the Escapist Comics Podcast this week. I'm Jessica Baldoni. I'm Robert Nicolesco. Um, even though, you know Facebook and Instagram and all those things are down right now, I think right? it's back up now. Oh, okay, well. Yeah, but it was, like, all day. It might still be fucked up. Six billion dollars he lost in four hours. Ha! <laughs> That's great. It, it literally dropped him a tear uh, of the, like, he went from, like, fifth to sixth richest person in the world that's so funny just from like four hours of facebook and instagram being offline yeah and then there was all that shit like court shit he like went through too yeah sure yeah i think it was like piled on top of each other so i guess they're back zuck follow us don't just make my account (laughs) yeah he's a listener he is a listener uh he's got the time yeah yeah all right and remember Escape into into comics. comics! Thanks for listening. Bye.